What's up, Bearcats? Welcome to Now You See Me, the podcast where we dig into the unsolved issues and unwritten perspectives of our community and give those conversations the attention they deserve. We want to talk to anybody and everybody involved with UC, whether that be current students, alumni, organization heads, financial executives, and student athletes. We want to introduce our audience to new voices and talk about what it truly means to be a Bearcat in this day and age. Today, we'll have the opportunity to talk to fellow Bearcat Pablo Juarez. We'll be touching on topics such as immigration to the United States from a young age, fitting into the American culture, and what it means to be American. So grab a snack, get comfortable, and let's get into the good stuff. I'm Angie Bolin. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a journalism major with a social justice minor, and I'm a cat mom. My name is Haley Bell. My pronouns are also she, her, hers. I'm a marketing major in the College of Business and electronic media minor through CCM. And fun fact, I do not like chocolate. This week's guest is chemical engineering student and rowing king, Pablo Juarez. Welcome to the pod. We are so excited to have you as our guest. Thank you. I'm pretty excited to be here as well. And since we'll be getting into some heavier topics, or we could be, I want to start out each episode with a little icebreaker. So I've got a random question generator here, and we're all going to answer it. And the question is, what's something others purchase that you simply can't understand why? Angie, do you want to go first? I need no. a minute to think. No. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... For me, I don't like coffee, so I, I just don't understand how people, like, go to Starbucks every day or something like that and, like, need that caffeine fix. I just don't understand that. Okay, I can go next. Um, I guess Gatorade. People just yeah buy mass amounts of Gatorade for some reason that I just cannot comprehend. Like, I like Gatorade, but I wouldn't go to the grocery store and buy just, like, 12 packs of Gatorade every single time I go there, so... That's just something I cannot, I cannot understand. Okay, so going off of that one, there is no rational reason that anybody should be purchasing a plastic water bottle. Get you a hydro flask. Get you a reusable water bottle. It's so easy. It saves you money. Yeah. Yeah. Check yourself. A lot of money. And you can put stickers on your like flask. Exactly. Personalize, Personalize it. it. Yeah. yeah. And it keeps your water cold. Yeah. A lot of benefits helping Facts. the environment. Facts. <laughs> a lot of drink talk. Oh, yeah. Let's get right into it. Let's start off. I wanted to ask you about your background. Where did you grow up? What was your family life like? Key us in. Yeah. Um, so I guess I was born in Mexico, Mexico City. Um, I grew up there uh, and moved here basically my junior year of high school. Um, I actually moved to Kentucky, uh, Shelbyville, Kentucky. I went to Martha Lane Collins High School um, for my junior and senior year, uh, and then came to Cincinnati for the University of Cincinnati. And I've been here since 2016, fall of 2016. So, um, yeah, I guess it's um, I guess five years now, like going going into the sixth year living in Cincinnati. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like where I'm from. And you also mentioned family wise, I guess, uh, my family, I would <laughs> describe them as very, 
um like I, I think it's um the just more most condensed way I can explain it is just like very traditional Mexican which is um very catholic uh family oriented um my mom kind of just like takes care of uh the house and the kids uh she started working recently which is kind of it was kind of like surprising to me um whenever she started working but it's good for her and um i mean yeah that's pretty much it um i have four sisters one brother uh i'm the second oldest um yeah i mean i'm in good terms with all my my siblings and yeah i mean most of them live still with my parents even my oldest sister who graduated college like a year or two years ago so that kind of also um reflects the whole family oriented um way that my whole family sees um, just the family dynamics so like rewinding a little bit how was your family able to move to the U.S.? Um, yeah, so my dad, um, he had a green card just because whenever his dad was, I guess, like way back when, uh, he was working for a company in Texas. They gave them, like, him and his whole family, including my dad, uh, papers uh, just to be for him, for my grandpa to be able to work there. Um, and then that was a very, very long time ago. And then my dad, um, you know, he just lived his life, married my mom. <laughs> um, then he always wanted to go back to the U.S. mainly for us to go to college here. Um, college or yeah, college education in the U.S. is very, uh, prestigious, uh, at least compared to the school system in Mexico. Um, you get paid more, you have like better structure, better opportunities. And so once you have a green card, it's just very easy to apply to be a citizen. And he went through all that process. And basically, um, once he got the citizenship, since most of my family was under the age of 18, we automatically became uh, citizens. And that's whenever we decided to just move to the United States because I mean, we were almost about to go to college. My sister was on her last year of high school. So it was like perfect timing. And then we just like, in debt, just like <laughs> grabbed everything and like just moved to the US, which was kind of crazy. But, but like, uh, what were you feeling at that time? Like, did you feel like you were going to be uprooted from your home and your friends and everything? Like, um, I didn't think much about it. Um, because my eighth grade year of high school, I did a study abroad in Canada. So I thought it was gonna be kind of the same dynamic, like me leaving and then coming back to what I'm used to or to my to my friends and to my family. So honestly, I did not think anything about it. And like, I mean, whenever you approached me with uh, this opportunity and gave me the idea of what the, the podcast was gonna talk about, that's um whenever I started actually thinking about yeah the same question when like what were my feelings about just the the whole move in general and I think I think that this past year has been the one year where I've realized how 
um, how much, like, how much I struggled at first whenever I came here simply because uh, of the difference in the the United States has a very in individualistic society. Mexico is very, um, I forget the term, but it's... Like community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was the main thing that, like, just bothered me from day one that I came here. But I kind of just pushed that feeling away because I was there was just so much stuff going on around me that I couldn't even pinpoint it down. Um, but yeah, I mean that's like that's what I've been feeling ever since I got here. Um, I felt like I don't really belong because my personality is more um, like based on the Mexican culture other than the American culture. So that's, I mean, that's been kind of like a struggle that I've had ever since I moved here. And now, like today, I understand both cultures and I can separate them and I can accept like individualistic personalities and kind of like mirror those personalities. But that, um, has also made me not feel as identified with the Mexican culture just because I have to like make those separations and distinctions. So to some extent, yeah, I do feel today like I have been just taken, like just that someone cut my, my uprooted, I guess. Yeah, that balance is like yeah. hard. Yeah, and I mean, it's okay. Like that's just who who I am so that's the only way I can deal with it but like now when you like look at yourself and like your identity do you feel those like ties to your family and do you feel like that's still just as important to you or are you kind of more seeing it as embracing your individual timeline and your talents you know your perspective i think that um today i i'm leaning more to the individualistic approach um just because i know that's how this culture works so for me to be successful in this culture i have to act in in the way that this culture kind of like functions functions um which is hard because sometimes I feel bad for making certain decisions that I know I wouldn't make with having my, my having my family in mind. So, um, but it's, I don't know, it's like, that's why we came here. You know, uh, my dad wanted us to have more opportunities. And that kind of means that sometimes I have to choose for myself and not like, with my family and have you had those conversations with your parents like i can imagine that would be hard to kind of let them know that you're gonna take your own path yeah um i used to act um like the actions i would take would be more at first the actions that i would take would be more individualistic rather than family oriented um you know, whenever we first moved in and moved here and my mom 
uh, me and my mom had like a lot of clashes with that. And you're talking when you moved to yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, at the beginning. Um, yeah, like, yeah, high school. That's when it really started, but it wasn't so dramatic. But I think whenever we're, whenever I moved to Cincinnati, whenever I started college, that's whenever um, it um, it got more pronounced because I was just making bigger decisions by myself, and um, at first she she didn't understand it, and like the fact that she didn't understand the culture made it hard for me to have those conversations with her. And it's I said that it's good for her to be working now because she is actually more exposed to the culture. So she understands how the system works and how culture works. And that has made her um, just be more open to that idea and to that system. So it's funny because yesterday I was kind of talking to my mom, my mom about like the plans that I had in mind and um, just for my future. And she was telling me how she wants me to just um, make make my own life outside of her and my siblings. So um, that was, you know, super, um, it was just nice for me to hear because I know that in a way she gave me the green light to just be like, okay, I trust in you. Where my mom saying she was my mom I took it as my mom saying that she trusted in me and my decisions and that I didn't need to, you know, worry about them to some to some degree. Yeah, like if you're questioning that and you're not wanting to disappoint them, obviously. Yeah. Having that validation I'm sure kind of eases your worries about it. Yeah, it just relieves pressure because like I said, I mean, um, just, yeah, it's just nice to know that she accepts and trusts my decision making. And, like, I definitely relate to your story because my family immigrated here in the 90s from Jamaica. And at least for me growing up, like, inside of my house, it was Jamaican. But as soon as I left, like, it was the U.S., and it was difficult in school, at least, to, like, kind of have to be, like, an American and then come back home, and then it's completely different. And then I feel like that, like, made me lose some of my culture, especially not growing up in Jamaica. Um, and, like, when I go back to Jamaica, like, I get some of it back, but I still feel like something's missing. Um, have you been back to Mexico since you left? Um, the last time I went back uh, was... I think 2017, um, I think, yeah, I think it was 2017, so it's been a while, but I definitely feel the same, like, I understand what you're saying, um, about, like, whenever I go back, I definitely feel like I'm not, um, like, I don't belong to somebody yeah. anymore, and it's tough, because, um, I don't know, that's where... I should be finding my identity uh, because I grew up there. But at the same time, I feel today, I feel like I'm more, like I identify more with the American culture, or at least I want to identify more with that culture. And it just, um, at first it messed with my head a little bit because I felt like I was rejecting, um, you know, where I came from, which um, I feel like it was gonna upset my, my parents and my family, but now I'm just, like, that's just kind of 
what it has to be for me to be happy here. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask, like, what expectations or, like, what representation you had of United States culture when you were growing up? And, like, Haley, you can contribute to this, too. Like, what you, what do you see when you go back to Jamaica, like, their perception of U.S. culture? So, um, for me, it's definitely all based on media, which is super interesting. Um, movies, TV shows, music, um, that's kind of, like, the main way we understand American culture. So to me, going to, uh, like, telling my friends that I was going to go to high school in the U.S., they were like, you have to tell me if it's, like, in the movies. <laughs> like, that was the only thing they could reference it to, which um, it's funny because it kind of is, like, in the movies. Um, obviously not to the um, extreme extent that some movies portray it, but uh, some of the, the ideas are definitely just super ingrained in, in movies and we accept those ideas and that's just how we think Americans are. <laughs> yeah, I know like when I go back there, it just makes me realize like we don't, at least Americans, we don't understand how good we have it. And like I even see at least it's just how I feel, but I feel like um, we sometimes think that because other countries live differently than us that their like way of life is so much worse and like their quality of life is worse. But, like, they have a different lifestyle down there, but I think, like, they're just as happy in some senses. And just because it's not our way, it's, like, it doesn't mean it's bad or different, like, just bad for being different. And I think that, like, as Americans and, like, the American culture, it can kind of get, I don't know, it seems like we think our way is the best way, but we got to be open to all the other ways and... I think that's what I struggled growing up, like, especially in history class and stuff like that. Like, just learning about world history, and then I'd, like, talk to my cousins. I'd be like, oh, what did you learn for this? And like, oh, we learned something different, like, in a different way. And so it was was super hard to kind of navigate, like, okay, what is the correct way to be um, just based on, I don't know, my surroundings? You kind of have to switch up which is not always the best thing, but it feels like you have to do it in the U.S. Yeah, like, practically, like, how do you deal with that, like, duality where, like, in the United States, we're kind of given this very clean and simple version of our history and our interactions with other countries, but, like, breaking that down, you can see where we've been taught, like, half-truths. Yeah, I mean, at least from, like, my cousins, most of them are my age, they see America, and that's how we portray ourselves as Americans, is, like, oh, we're the best country, we're, like, so great, everything's amazing. But, like, and that's how they think it is. Like, they, like, dream of moving to the U.S. and, like, getting jobs and, like, having a life here. But, like, they don't always see all the bad stuff that goes on here. Like, they don't... They only see what's on TV. Like, most of their cable is pulled from Florida. So, like, they see the same stuff that we do. And, like, they think that's how it is here. But every country has their problems. So, uh, it's just weird how other countries can kind of see us. Did you see, like, what was your, what did you think of the U.S. growing up? Like, did you always want to come here one day? Um, 
Yeah, me and my friends uh, used to talk about going to college in, um, in the U.S. And it kind of goes, um, I mean, mainly because we would see colleges in movies, you know. And um, um, it's not that colleges in uh, Mexico are bad or that their structure is bad. It's just that um, it kind of, like, seemed cool to <laughs> go to a college in, in the U.S. because because of the, I think, because of the resources they have. So, college-wise, yeah, I always wanted to study in the U.S., um, but I never really understood what living in the, in the U.S. meant as in adopting the culture that the U.S. has, because it's a very, um, it's a very specific culture. Like, um, I don't know, um, I, like, comparing it to Mexico and I've lived in Germany for a couple of months too. Um, it's just the U.S. is so, so strongly individualistic that like I I've just never seen that in anywhere else. So, um, it's got it's it's got its advantages, but it was definitely hard going from a community based uh, culture to a very like extreme extremely individualistic uh, society. And I can see as a kid, it's like the novelty of the idea yeah. of it and like less about like the practicality of yeah. it. So I have a question about um, like kind of the current political climate and uh, how immigration is viewed. Um, I know that like at least my opinion, like I have strong opinions on immigration because like I am a first generation American and I think that lots of people who have who also have opinions on it they don't like know any immigrants or have any ties or like know what it's like to just be an immigrant in a completely new country um so i was just like wondering how like what you feel about immigration stuff like that yeah um so especially like for me going through the process and seeing the process um somewhat consciously consciously um i do think that there's enough opportunity for just anyone to become a citizen in the united states in like in a like somewhat viable way um i guess i have not like kept up with current um uh just laws in immigration unfortunately but like at least with for example like obama i know he was facilitating that process a lot or at least giving people more opportunity to apply to be a u.s citizen um to me it kind of does like it just hurts me that um people try to immigrate in not the best way um i know that they definitely have um issues going with their going on with their countries that i don't understand um and sometimes that forces just people to find better opportunities in you know whatever way they can um but i do think that 
like going like understanding the struggle that my dad went through to get a citizenship through the through the government kind of like um it just like um bothers me whenever people abuse the system um so and i obviously don't think it's correct to treat immigrants in the way that we've been treating them um just because i mean i don't know you don't know their where they're coming from you know you don't know their situation and i think we just need to find better ways to deal with just giving people the opportunity to come here um i think like it's ridiculous how big america is um in terms of land mass <laughs> or area so i definitely think that we will not run out of places to like have people and if we can give people the opportunity to um study here and work here and um you know just uh support the economy or whatever um obviously i think that like we're winning so if, if we but do we need to shatter that narrative that we're winning what was that the idea that we're winning in terms of um like i don't think it's a bad thing to bring people in you know i feel like people are scared of people coming in because we're gonna run out of jobs because um our culture is gonna be like um disturbed um so i think those are kind of like the main reasons why people disagree with uh making the process of immigration easier um but i feel like if we make that process easier then you know illegal immigration is not going to be a problem um we're gonna just have more people that support the tax system if anything because that's like the one thing that illegal immigrants go completely under it's just they don't pay taxes because they're not registered and because they're illegal so um and they still kind of get the benefits of taxpayers uh like public resources um so anyways um i guess my point my view of immigration is that um i think it's a good thing i think it should be made um it should be like made simpler so that we don't have issues of illegal illegal immigration because the system is so complicated and um i think that we also have to um take into account that some people coming into the u.s are uh, refugees of some sort so we have to also like account for those people in a different way because they don't have the same situation or they don't they don't come from the same situation as people from you know not like just places that don't have uh, political conflict or or war in them so yeah it's a it's a complicated topic <laughs> and um like to me sometimes it almost um like i try to speak very carefully and concretely about my opinions 
about it because to some degree I feel like people expect me to support it uh, because I'm an immigrant. Um, at the same time, I just like, I'm also a taxpayer, you know? So um, I understand both sides completely. Like I, I just, so yeah, it's just tough to talk about. It's difficult to work in a system that already isn't serving its people and people who are trying to come in to find just like safety yeah. and like equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. You were gonna say something earlier. I wanna hear your thoughts. Most of the people in America are immigrants. Even like, they're, lots of them are from Europe. Like lots of people who like don't want immigrants, their families immigrated from Ireland, Germany, like all these places in Europe. So like at one point their ancestors were coming here maybe even illegally, um, but the process has definitely, it's a long process, because I remember my dad, he became a citizen, and like, I think I was in fifth grade, and there's just a lot to it, and like, you have to take tests and all that, and like, we just don't realize how good we have it, like, we're just being born into citizenship, and not having to think about it, um, and all the benefits that just come with it. Yeah, just, like, growing up in, like, a primarily white neighborhood, like, it wasn't even a conversation that I had to think about until, honestly, like, graduating high school and coming to college and, like, just expanding my knowledge of these issues because it is so ingrained in our culture that we don't want to accept just like the xenophobia of it all. And like, it's so fear-based when we could turn to education. At least what I've noticed, like I've traveled a lot, at least within the US and like I've been to Jamaica and Canada. And it's just, I realized that the US has like little pockets, like Cincinnati is such like a white Catholic, just like pocket and like, I was in Philly a couple weeks ago, and, like, there's so many Jewish neighborhoods there, and, like, we don't have that here. Um, so I think just, like, where you grow up, really, that's where all your views come from. And lots of people, like, they don't travel outside of their pocket, so they have no way of knowing, like, what other people's way of life is. And I think that's why their views are, like, so stuck on just, like, thinking about themselves and people that look like them. And I just, I, I really think it's important to, like, try and find people to surround yourself that are from different backgrounds to really, like, gain an open mind to, like, your way of life isn't the only way. I think that's a beautiful note to end this on. Pablo, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate hearing your perspective. Thank you for having me. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in and sharing your time with us. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Now You See Me Pod. Again, that's Now You See Me Pod on Instagram. We'll be posting a guest preview each week so you can get hyped for our next interview. See you next week. Bye.